You always hear people talking about using your gifts and talents to glorify God. But do you ever feel like you have nothing to offer in this department? Well, if you do, you're not alone. I work with so many women who struggle to identify what their purpose is, that struggle with figuring out what are their special, unique gifts and talents that God has equipped them with. I work with women who constantly are asking, am I good enough to be used for God's glory? Do I even have a talent? Or maybe you feel like the thing that you have been gifted with is so common that there's no way that God could possibly use you. Well, this week, I want to encourage you and I want to remind you that God has a plan for you and he has equipped you with everything you need, that your gifts and talents are unique to you and that you are the chosen one that he has identified to bring glory to his kingdom and his name. So if you find yourself in a season where you're struggling with figuring out how to deliver that and how to bring that gift and talent out into the world, then this episode is for you. You are listening to the Woman of Faith podcast, hosted by award-winning author and transformation coach, Nancy Ruffin. Whether you're establishing your faith journey or just getting started, the Woman of Faith podcast is passionate about sharing stories of faith that will inspire you to boldly live the life you were created for. If you're ready to elevate your faith and step into who God created you to be, then you're in the right place. So let's get started. Welcome back to the Woman of Faith podcast. It is your girl, Nancy Ruffin, I am the host of this podcast and I feel so blessed that I can come here every week and share the word of God with you. If you are new here, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for lending me your ears. And I just want to remind you that this podcast is for the woman who wants to grow in her faith and build a deeper connection with God. And here, we don't care what religion you follow. We don't care about how far along on your faith journey you are. We don't care if you're just getting started or if you have been following God for the majority of your life. It doesn't matter. The only thing that matters is that you have a passion and a desire to build on the relationship with God and that you're open to experiencing his word and really showing up in the world as a vessel and as a beacon for his word and for allowing him to use you as a vessel to pour into other women. And that is what I have allowed him to do in my life. And that is really the purpose of this podcast. It was the reason why I decided to end the Nancy Ruffin Show podcast and really start something new because I feel like in this season of my life, God is doing something new in my life. And in order to step into the new, we have to be willing to let go of old ways, old thinkings, old behaviors, old patterns, and just be bold and stepping into what God is calling us to in this season of our life. And I'm going to tell you that it can be scary 
to step into something new. It can be scary to leave the comfort of what is familiar, of leaving the established maybe community that we have created um, in that old thing. But I know firsthand that when we get too comfortable in a situation, that it's time for us to move. Because when you're comfortable, you're not growing. You're not being stretched. You're not allowing God to use you anymore. It's when we find ourselves uncomfortable. It's when we find ourselves afraid to step into the new chapter where we are being challenged, where God is stretching us, where we are allowing God to use us more fully so that he can develop us into who he has created us to be. And each new level is going to require a new commitment from ourselves. It's going to require us to do more, to push ourselves farther than we have been up until this point. Because when you're comfortable, you're not being asked to do anything new. You're just going with the routine. You're going with what you are used to. And so for me, starting this new podcast is really me stepping Um, into faith, stepping in blind, not really knowing what God wants to do, but allowing him to do it anyway. It's trusting him when I can't see the next step where I don't know what the outcome is and just believing that he is going to use me to help bring other women closer to him, to help other women discover their own gifts and their own talents. And really what it is, is me just being obedient to the call. And this is something that I have talked about so many times um, because we resist, we push back when we're calling, when we're being called into something new because we are afraid, because maybe we haven't done it before. Maybe there isn't a blueprint for the thing that we are being called to do, but maybe you are the one that God wants to use to create that blueprint, to create that path for another wo- another woman to walk behind. And your delay in being obedient to the call is delaying someone else's journey, someone else's path. And this is what I want us to kind of think about as we step into this new week. What is it that God wants to use you for and how are you being obedient or disobedient to that call? How is your disobedience prolonging someone else's healing, someone else's journey? And I want you to start to think about that because we so often just think about ourselves. We have been conditioned to just be selfish and to think about how we show up in the world, to think about how God wants to use us. And yes, he wants to use us, but he wants to use us to serve others. The very reason that we are here, that we exist, is to help each other, to love each other, to show up for one another. In last week's podcast, I talked about how God, you know, didn't create us to live in isolation. He created us to live in community with one another, to assist each other, to help each other, so that if one of us falls down, right, if you're by yourself, there's no way you can lift yourself up, right? But if you have a companion, if you have someone there with you that can lift you up, then you can get back on track. And so this week, this is what we're going to be talking about. We're going to be talking about why you have been chosen, why 
like God has decided that you are the one that he wants to use, right? To elevate his name, to elevate his kingdom, to bring, to bring glory to his name, that he's going to use your life as the testimony for what he can do, not just in your life, but in everybody's life. So before we kind of get into this week's, um, conversation. I just want to just to pray over you in this moment. Father God, I ask that whoever is listening to this podcast in this moment, that you bless Lord, that you open their ears, that you open their hearts, that you reveal to them, Father God, the gifts and talents that you have equipped with, equipped them with. I know that for some of us, we struggle with identifying those talents because we believe that if we're not put on a stage for thousands of us to see, if we're not helping hundreds of people, we don't feel significant enough. We don't feel qualified enough. But I want you to reveal to the woman listening to this podcast exactly what you have created her for. Help her to see her gifts. Help her to see her talents. Help her to step boldly and courageously into what you are calling her to do in this season of her life. Help her to let go of limited thinking, limited beliefs, the thoughts of of not being qualified enough, not being deserving enough, not being equipped enough, Father God. Remind her that who she is in this season is exactly who you have created her to be, that there is a growing that's going to happen in this season, that there's going to be breakthrough in her life happening in this season, that even if she doesn't know where to begin, Father God, remind her that you are going to show her the way, that you are going to bring the people in her life that can help get her to the next level, that you are going to provide the resources, that you are going to open the doors, Father God, that you are going to make it clear, that you are going to clarify the vision, Lord, so that she can boldly step into what you are calling her to do. I want you to remove the negativity from her mind, the negative people from her life, and I want you to surround her with those who are going to elevate her, who are going to take her to the next level, who are going to help her step into the role that you have established her for, Father God. Remind her today that she is chosen. It is in the name of Jesus that we pray. And before I break to go into the next segment to take this little break, I want you to repeat after me. I am chosen. I am equipped. I am unstoppable. And as long as I keep my eyes focused on God, I am going to succeed in the calling that he has called me to. Okay, I want that. I want that to be your affirmation for this week. So I'm going to take a little break. But when we come back, we're going to get into this week's message. We're going to get into scripture and you are going to be reminded why you are the chosen one. You are listening to the Women of Faith Podcast. Welcome back. Thank you for hanging around. I hope that that first segment blessed you. This week, we are talking about getting in alignment for the assignment. Why you are the chosen one. Why God equipped you with your specific gifts and talents, even if you are struggling to figure what those are. And I know that for so many of us, um, the reason why we struggle with figuring out what it is, is because we might have things that we're just naturally good at, that doesn't require much effort on our part, that we take for granted, not realizing or recognizing that the thing 
that comes so easily to us is a gift. Not realizing that the thing that comes easy to us, other people struggle with. And a lot of times we believe um, that gifts and talents are, are things that put us on a stage for all to see. But that's not necessarily true. So just because you can't sing and dance like Beyonce does not mean that God has not equipped you with certain gifts and talents. Some of us are in the spotlight, admired by thousands, right? Like Beyonce and others work quietly behind the scenes, touching hearts in ways that they will never know. So when we think about Beyonce, for example, she's the one that we see on the stage, right? But there's so many other people who have certain gifts and talents that work behind the scenes that make it possible for her to step on that stage and give the performance that she gives. She works with dance coaches, choreographers, vocal coaches, the team that has to put the stage together and all of the glitz and glam that we might see that make it a phenomenal, memorable show, right? This is all done by people that have certain gifts and talents that we don't necessarily see. So the fact that she gets to step on stage and do what she does and use the gifts and talents that God has given her, um, the ones that are behind the scene are just as important because without having their gift, without them acting on their gift, that show that we see that, you know, thousands of people spend hundreds of dollars would not be able to happen. And I think that sometimes we lose focus on what gifts and talents are because sometimes they don't show up in the way that we believe that they should show up for us. And scripture is filled with so many Bible verses about how we can use our gifts and talents. Um, but I think that it's really important for us to remember that our focus always needs to be on God and not on the talent itself. And I think that that is probably where we get stuck because we let our, our minds be clouded by what we think it should look like by what we think or maybe by what the world says a gift and a talent should look like. And honestly, we only need to be focused on God and how we allow him to come into our lives and use us through the gifts that he has equipped us with uh, to help other people or to make somebody else's life a bit better or, or, or just being able to share a kind word. Right. When we focus on our relationship with God, that's when everything else falls into place. And that's why it's so important for us to get into alignment with God, because if we are out of alignment, then we're never going to be able to tap into what God has called us to do. You have to refocus your vision. Like, what are you paying attention to when you're trying to figure out what your gift is, what your talent is? What is the focus? What is the motivation? Are you thinking about how you're going to be um, like perceived? Are you thinking about the accolades or about the recognition? Or are you thinking about how God wants to use you uh, for his glory? John verse John chapter 15 verse 5 tells us I am the vine 
you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. So think about where you are right now in your life. Think about where you are right now in your faith journey, in your relationship with God. Are you close to him? Are you in him? Is he in you? Or are you apart from him? Are you struggling in that relationship? Because maybe the reason why you can't discover your gifts or your talent is because your relationship with God is rocky. And there's no way that you're going to be able to discover what he created you for if you are not aligned with him. If you are not in him, if you're not seeking him, you have to be seeking him, right? Because the Bible tells us when you seek and you knock, you will find. But if you're aimlessly just kind of walking through the world, trying to figure it out on your own, then you are going to be confused and you are going to be unsure. Then it's not going to be clear to you, you know, what God has created you for because you're disconnected from your creator, and if you're disconnected from your creator, there's, got, there's never going to be a way for you to figure out what he created you for. Right? So what does the Bible say about gifts and talents? So the truth is, we all serve God in different ways. Right? And some are much more noticeable than others. Right? So when we see certain celebrities, when we see actors and actresses and musicians and entertainers, you know, and people that are in the public eye, it's easy to see what their gift and what their talent is, right? So maybe this is why you struggle, right? Because you're behind the scenes. You're not a famous celebrity. You're not an entertainer. Maybe you don't have the gift of being able to play an instrument or maybe, you know, you sound horrible when you sing like me, right? I can't sing to save my life. And I recognize that that is not my gift. That's not what God gave to me. However, I know that God has given me the gift of words. And at first, the gift of words came to me in my ability to write down my thoughts and to write books. And this was how I initially um, started to tap in to what God had created me for. I've been writing since I was in elementary school. When I was in the fourth grade, um, as a part of a library project, I wrote and published my first book. Um, and it was through my love of words, my love of reading, my love of writing, that I was able to continue to tap in to that gift and to that talent. And while I had a natural affinity and a natural love and a natural passion for words and for writing, I only got better at it because I invested in developing the skill and the talent. Like there's investment that has to happen so that we can continue to cultivate the gift that God has given us. Even the best athletes have to practice, right? They've been given a natural ability, a natural talent, but that doesn't mean that they don't have to go out there every single day and invest the time and money and resources in cultivating that talent and making themselves better, right? Kobe was one that practiced all the time. May he rest in peace. Beyonce is one who is always, always... um 
challenging herself to be better, investing in vocal coaches, you know, practicing. Do you think that people just go out there and just sound great? No, they have to work at being great. And I think that's what I want you to start thinking about. Like maybe you haven't really discovered your talent because you haven't invested enough in trying to figure out what that is. Or maybe you do know what you're great at, but you just don't commit the time or the resources to developing that gift and that skill. We all serve God differently, but you have to be able to take what God has given you and develop that. There are different kinds of gifts, but it's the same spirit that distributes them. There are different kinds of service but there's the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in everyone, it is the same God at work. You know, and I, I remember having a conversation um, with a friend who confided in me that she felt she had no talents, right? And hoped that her kids would. And then when I think about her, when I think about who she is to me, like she doesn't even understand how much I rely on her encouragement and her ability to always be there for me. That is a gift. That is a gift because not everyone has the ability to do that. Not everyone has the ability to encourage or to uplift or to inspire. So you have to stop thinking about your gifts as this tangible thing maybe, right? And start thinking about how God maybe has equipped you with intangible gifts that he hasn't given to everyone. I want you to start embracing the idea that a gift or a talent is much more than being a great athlete or a really great musician, even though those are needed too, right? Because we know that through sports, you know, people kind of, they come together. They enjoy sports together. People can be in community. Um, I love music. It does something to me spiritually, right? So if there weren't musicians, um, there would be a void in the world for people like me who really need the gift of music in their life. And so we have to start allowing God to work in ways that we may not have necessarily imagined. So just because for you, maybe you think of a talent being something like being an athlete or being a musician, you have to open up your mind and your eyes and your heart to understanding and accepting that there are other gifts and talents that can show up for you that you have been equipped with, right? When we look at the Apostle Paul, he compares the church to a body and how, and when I say church, I'm not talking about the physical building of the church. I'm talking about the people, right? We know that church is not a building. Church is the people who believe in God and follow Christ. But he compares the church to a body and how we have many parts that are all needed, but each one has a specific job, right? And, and we're not to covet um, each other's talents or gifts. We're not to compare ourselves or our own talents or gifts, um, to that of somebody else's. We should not feel like our gifts, right, are less significant. And instead, what we need to start doing is accepting um, and appreciating what God has given us for his will and his purpose. So just as a body, 
even though it's one, it's one body, has many parts, all its many parts form the body, right? So a body wouldn't be a body if it was missing certain parts. Could you imagine a body without a head <laughs> or a body without the neck, right? It, it wouldn't be the same. And the same is with Christ and with his people, right? We are all baptized by one spirit to form that one body, whether it's Jews or Gentiles, right? When we look at the Bible, when we look at scripture, um, we know that the first of God's people were Jews, right? But then we know that Jesus came and through his, through his birth, um, we have all been reconciled as one. So it didn't matter if someone wasn't Jewish. If someone believed in Jesus and followed him, right, that was all that mattered. So whether Jews or Gentiles, slaves or people who weren't slaves, we were all given the same spirit. So even though the body is not made up of one part, but of many and so is true with how he created us as individuals with different gifts and with different talents. And so it's important that you remember you don't have to be like me. You don't have to show up in the world the way I show up. You don't have to pray the way that I pray. You have to show up in the way that God created you and use what he has given you to make a difference in this world, right? Because the foot is not going to say... Because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body. It would not, for that reason, stop being a part of the body, right? We need our feet because they allow us to walk. We need our legs because they allow us to walk. And so the leg would never say, I am I'm not as important as the arm or as the hand because I'm a foot or I'm a leg. And the ear would never say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body. It would not, for that reason, stop being a part of the body. We need all parts of our body. The same way God needs each of us to use what he has given us to elevate his kingdom. In order for us to be the true church, to be the people of God, we all have to use what he has given us to go out there and contribute to the world, to bring people closer to him. Because if the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has placed the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If they were all one part, if they were all the same part, where would the body be? There would be no body. There would just be ears or there would just be heads or there would just be hands. And how weird would that be? Just a, a one head, right? Or just a bunch of hands protruding out of a body. And so as there are many parts, there's one body. And so we are, we are, we're allowed to be different. We're allowed to celebrate our uniqueness and that which makes us individuals because that was how God created us. That was how he intended us to be. If he wanted us all to be the same, he would have created all of us the same with the same gifts, with the same talents. But that was not what he wanted. And so he didn't create us that way. So the eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. 
On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker really are indispensable. And the parts that we think are less honorable, we need to treat with special honor. And the parts that are unpresentable are treated with special modesty, while our presentable parts need no special treatment. Right? But God has put the body together, giving greater honor to the parts that lacked it, so that there should be no division in the body, but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. So that if one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. And this is how we need to approach each other and the world so that if we see one of us suffering, then we too suffer, right? Because think about yourself and in your own body, when you feel a pain in your stomach, your whole body feels it, right? Your whole body feels it. When you don't feel well in one area of your body, your whole body feels it. And yet when you feel great, in your body, your whole body feels it, right? When you feel just you're so filled with joy, that joy fills you from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. Because even though your body parts are all different, when they come together, they come to form one body. And that is the same for you and I. So even though you are different from me, even though you have different gifts and talents that I do, when you fulfill your gift, when you honor your talent, that makes the world that it, it, it makes all of us rejoice because we are fulfilling God's purpose for us, for who He created us to be. And the parable of the talents in Matthew 25, Jesus talks about a man who goes away for a period of time. Before leaving, he entrusts three of his servants with his money. He gives one man five bags of gold. He gives a second man two bags of gold. And he gives the third man one bag of gold. Now the first two servants immediately go out and use the money to make more. The third servant buries his. After a long time, the man returns and he questions his servants. He wants to know what they did with the bags of money that he gave them. So the first two servants proudly show how they had doubled the money. They earned interest. Like they made the money grow. The money that he gave them, they were able to create more of it. The third servant now is afraid because he had buried his. Right. So he didn't earn any more money. He did nothing actually with the bag of money. Like. The, the bag that was given to him, he never used. All he did was bury it. And so it doesn't end well for that third man because the man ends up calling his servant lazy and he casts him into darkness. Now, this parable is often used to teach about how to use your money wisely. Right. But when I read this parable, when I look at it, I have always seen it as God's instruction to use what he has given us for his glory, right? So in this parable, the first two servants, they used that bag of money for God's glory, right? They were able to use the money and make more of it. But the third one, he did nothing with it. He wasted it, right? He used it. He didn't use it in a way um, to give God glory. So for me, if we want to 
if we want to think about it in the money sense, right? If God has blessed you with money, use it in a way that honors him. And with these three servants, when I think about the money, I don't think about it as money. I think about it as gifts, right? God gave gifts to each of these three men. Now, the first two were able to use those gifts for God's glory. But the third one mishandled his gift. He never used it, right? And so he buried it. And so when the man came back and asked his servant, what did you do with it? And the man said nothing. He wasted the gifts that were given to him. So I want you to think about how are you wasting your own gifts? What gift has God given you that you have buried? That you haven't stepped into? That you're just misusing? How can you use your talent for God? Right? So obviously there are dozens of ways to answer this question. Right? And for me, this is how I use my gift. Right? I have used my gift of words. Um... To go out there, create poems. When I first started, when I first started using my voice in 2010, I would go to poetry slams and I would write poems and I would step on stage. No matter how scared I was, I found the courage and the confidence to step out and use my voice. And maybe through my poetry, I helped someone. Maybe I, my story helped someone get through their own similar story, right? But I was able to use that to further develop my gift of words, my gift of writing. And then I went on to write and publish four books. From there, I created my first podcast. And now here I am with the Women of Faith podcast. And all of that, all of my work that has been centered on my gift of words, of being able to kind of just share my story has allowed me to use it in so many different ways. It has allowed me to coach women, to create courses, to create workshops, to create events where I bring women together so that they can feel empowered and united through the gift of storytelling. That is how I have used my gift. And so it's sometimes the things that we don't even think of as gifts that if the more we tap into them, the more God will start using them to elevate his word, right? So I want you to think about what your gifts are. What is something that you are really good at or just enjoy? Maybe it's something you just enjoy doing, right? What is that thing? If God has blessed you with money, how can you use that money in a way that honors him? If God has given you the gift of writing, how can you use that gift to encourage others in their walk with God? If God has given you a beautiful voice, how can you use that voice to lead others in worship with their creator? If God has given you the gift of time, how can you use that time to bless your friends and your neighbors and, and every person that you encounter? If God has given you the gift of hospitality, how can you use that? to host an event in your home. Maybe you host a Bible study. Maybe you host a lunch or a brunch that brings people together, right? Where you can share your own stories, where you can allow someone um, to share theirs. Because we know that it's through sharing and through community that sometimes people find hope and encouragement, right? Maybe God has given you the gift of web design. So how can you offer that? to someone else who maybe doesn't have that same gift. Maybe he's given you the gift of leadership. 
How can you use that to help lead others to get closer to God? Right? And so the point I'm trying to make is that God has each given us something and you're, you're so disconnected from God that you believe that your gift has to be something huge and big when in fact that it's already what you are good at doing. God has given all of us at least one gift that he wants us to use for his glory. But so often we don't realize what that gift is because we're trying to attach that gift to accolades and achievements and recognition. And the truth is God doesn't care about any of that. God just wants you to use what he has given you for his glory to bring people closer to him. So stop making your gift about you and start realizing that the gift is about how you can serve others through what God has given you. Your gift is to be given. It's not for you. It's for others. So you don't need the recognition. You don't need the accolades. You don't need to be on stage. You don't need people to be scream, hundreds of people to be screaming your name and giving you the glory because the glory isn't yours to be given anyway. The glory is to be given to God. So you have to figure out what is God calling you to do in this season? It's not about you. You have been chosen, yes, but the, the, the gift is not about you. You have been chosen so that you can use the gift to give God the glory. And God has indeed blessed each of us. And he wants all of us to live a rich and full life. He has given us so many different types of gifts, so many different types of talents, so that we can use them to bring more people to know him. And the Bible literally tells us, to use every gift to bring glory to the Father. And so I just want to I want to bless you with a scripture. 1 Peter chapter 4 verses 10 and 11 tells us if anyone speaks, right? If anyone speaks, they should do so as one who speaks the very words of God. If anyone serves, they should do so with the strength that God provides, so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Right? That's a reminder that your gift isn't for you. The gift is not so that you could get the glory. The gift is so that you can give God the glory. Romans chapter 12 verses 6, 8 tells us we have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. So if your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. And service has looks so service can be done in so many ways. There isn't just one way to serve. If your gift is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. There are so many gifts. Stop attaching your vision to one gift, to one way of service to one way of honoring God and giving him the glory. You already have been equipped with what God wants you to use in this world, in this life, to glorify him. 
So let Colossians chapter 3 verses 23 and 24 be your reminder. And I have this verse printed out and it's hung on my wall at work, at my job, at my nine to five, because even there, even when I show up there, I don't show up in service of New York City Health and Hospitals Corporation, Jacoby Hospital, where I work. I work there as I work for the Lord. The way that I serve at my job is me showing up for God. So this verse is so meaningful to me because whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord Christ you are serving. Everything you do should be in service to God, whether it's your regular job, whether it's how you teach, whether it's how you show up to encourage your friends, all of that is for the glory of God. The purpose of your talents is not to bring you attention, nor to make you wealthy or successful. We are meant to glorify God in everything we do. This can be as simple as picking up spilled Cheerios that your child spills, right? Or running a multi-million dollar business. But everything, everything that you do is meant to glorify God. And so if there's anything that I want you to take away from this episode is that I want you to be on fire for God and ready to jump in and serve him in to serve him with whatever he has blessed you with. So this week, I want you to take some time and make a list. Make a list of the things that you're good at. Make a list of the things that you enjoy. And then from that list, Ask yourself, God, how can I use these things to glorify you? How can I use these things to serve others? How can I use these things to make someone's life brighter, a little bit more special, or bring a little bit more joy to the world? I want you to remember that you are special. You are the chosen one. But you have to get in alignment so that you can step into the assignment that God has for you. God created you. He gave you what you need to walk this life and fulfill his plan. Only you can do the work that he set aside for you to do. I can't do it because he didn't give me what he gave you. So I don't want you to allow self-doubt, pride, need for attention, or insecurities to block your path. Step over those stumbling blocks and step right into the light. Step into the path that God has set before you because you are a part of the body of Christ created with a specific purpose. Allow God to use you. You will find the fulfillment that you seek when you allow God to use you for his purpose. You will find your place and you will bear fruit. So as I end this podcast, I want you to trust God. I want you to trust that he has equipped you with everything that you need to fulfill his plan for your life. I want you to trust yourself to use the gifts and talents that God has given you. I want you to expect to be successful in those gifts. 
and to commit to forging forward no matter how rocky the road gets, no matter how many naysayers you encounter, no matter how many people tell you you can't do it. You are not to believe what they tell you. You are to believe what God has said about you. Remember that God goes before you. And even when you're by yourself, you are never alone. Give God all the glory for where he has brought you from and for where he is taking you. Because if you believe in God, then believe in what he can do for and through you. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode. Remember that no matter what happens, no matter what season you are in, God can use you. And no matter what happens, no matter what people have told you about you, about your about where you're limited in, what God has said about you supersedes everything that any person can say about you. Never forget that you have been created for more. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Woman of Faith podcast. If this episode blessed you, consider supporting us by leaving us a rating, giving us a review, writing a comment, and sharing with your network. And if you feel really moved, you can consider making a financial donation to the link in our episode notes. Until next time, I pray that you are blessed that you step boldly into what God is calling you to do and that you never forget that you were created for more.